everybody, and welcome back to this episode of Christmas Clatter. Here we are, just a, a Thursday, eight days into December. It's hard to believe. I, I just wish this time would slow down and let everybody enjoy the season a little bit more. But uh, a lot going on, a lot to get through. Hopefully, I don't forget any of the housekeeping because I've been known to do that and kind of need to take my own advice and make a list. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, first things first, today is Thursday. If you're listening to it today, it releases Thursday, December the 9th. Nope. December the 8th, because December the 9th is a Friday and, um, that will be cookie day. And if you're familiar with, uh, Christmas clatter or been here for a while, you know, cookie day, cookie, day, you know, cookie day is the day that, uh, my parents open up their house as an open house and, um, my mom corrected me uh, the other day. I said it was like 23 or 25 different kinds of cookies. She, my mom uh, politely cl- corrected me, as mothers do, and told me it's 33 different kind of that. I'll learn to talk one of these days. It's 33 different kinds of cookies this year. And, um, you know, so she's, there's probably 5,000 or so individual cookies she's made. And, uh, uh, her whole house is decorated. They have 25 trees, at least 25. I don't know if she got any more up this year or not uh, than normal. And uh, it's just a time to slow down and uh, enjoy company, grab some great cookies, you know, grab a cup of coffee, cider, you know, milk. And uh, just there's people that come to cookie day that I only see them once a year on cookie day. And it's like, it's been, you know, an hour or so just catching up from the previous years. And it's just so much fun. It's like cookie day friends. And, um, our guest today, Ken, uh, from North pole news dispatch and faces to places podcast will be attending cookie day. If all goes according to plan, I don't want to guarantee it because I don't want those, uh, unforeseens to pop up. And, uh, and I'm going to ask him what he's expecting and then, uh, we'll get his opinion of it. And if you're interested we will be doing some live streams from um, Cookie Day. Uh, however, they will be on Instagram. Uh, it's just a little easier to do a mobile stream on Instagram. And uh, so make sure you head to Christmas Clatter over on Instagram and, and follow me over there if you haven't. I know there's some things you know YouTube can do, do streams. I've just, on the mobile version, I'm just more comfortable doing them on Instagram. And so I don't want to like rock the boat and try to be learning something new, uh, especially on cookie day when things are kind of happening and, and, and that kind of stuff. So, um, if you're interested in it, well, there won't be, lo- it won't be long length, lengthy live streams. Um, however, um, there'll be more than one. I'll probably hit one in mid morning and probably one in the afternoon. Um, and I can't tell you the times because I'm, I'm going to try to hit them when, when um, things are full and when, when I have a chance. If, if, if I can, I will put out uh, the uh, Christmas clatter symbol uh, signal, you know, kind of like the bat si- signal. You know, it's just the uh, reflector ornament logo high in the sky on the socials to say, hey, I'll be going live in, you know, 15, 20 minutes or something like that if I – if the opportunity arises. So, so be sure to follow me over on Instagram and, uh, 
click you want notifications uh for that so when i do go live it'll pop up on your phone so yeah and uh so that that'll be cool and uh then uh what else there was something else i needed to tell you guys about oh yeah i'm planning some cool stuff for next year enough of that for right now so uh um you know looking forward to that uh looking forward to uh my 100th episode of the podcast will be on christmas eve this year well actually december 23rd i don't release them on christmas eve um because people are people don't need to listen to my podcast on christmas eve if if they don't want to uh i mean if you want to you can save it but it's just I just like it better on the 23rd. So that will be my 100th episode of the podcast. I can't believe it's been a hundred and I even missed, I think I got one episode out in the first six months of this year. So I, you know, I could have been well over a hundred now, but you know, thinking back, it's cool that it's coming out right at Christmas, you know? So that just makes me feel good inside. And then also next year of some of that stuff I'm planning, Christmas clatter turns five years old. And uh, that's another thing that's hard to believe. So lots going on, lots uh, being planned. And uh, with Cookie Day coming up, oh, I remember what the other thing was. I'm I got I'm going to do a couple other episodes um, to ensure I get to 100. I got to do a couple that aren't on Wednesday. So, um, um, so I'll be finding a time to do some bonus episodes. That's one reason I haven't done my 10 favorite Christmas songs video yet, because I'm saving that. That's going to be one of the episodes. I'm just going to jump in live here on YouTube, do an episode on, on my favorite Christmas songs and uh, my top 10 favorite Christmas songs. And just let the chat, you know, praise my choices or, ridicule me to no end i'm good either way i can take it and uh so we'll be doing that as an episode and i'm gonna try to um time it i, I have some some people that uh, uh live in uh you know the united kingdom and stuff and and they always miss the live stream when it's live and but they've been really great about watching the replays and so i want to try to time it on the weekend sometime where it's good for us here in the states and and uh uh Dwayne and Mommy Lala over there at the beginning of the world and uh and them as well you know so but just pay attention to to Facebook and Instagram for that I do have a Twitter account and I know a lot's going on with Twitter and my choice has nothing to do with any of that it's just I've I've never really enjoyed Twitter very much. I just did it because I felt like I need to. So I won't be tweeting a whole lot. And if you send me a message or a tweet on Twitter and I don't get back to you, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't even get it logged in on my phone because it's so wonky right now. So, um, um, you know, I'm still going to have the account there, but I'm just not going to mess with it very much. So, um, if you need to move over to Instagram or Facebook, that's where I enjoy posting the most. And it's just a little easier uh, for me. So, but uh, let's get into our topic. I think, I, I think that's all the housekeeping I have 
I have really, really uh, got all you, uh, t- taking a lot of the air out of the room just here chatting. I, this is what happens when you're just getting very little sleep and you're getting overworked. But uh, yeah, I'm going to bring back a Christmas Clatter alum. This is a guy that contacted me oh, a year or so, over a year ago, I guess, two years ago, just about. Uh, said he found found my podcast in January and was wanting to start one of his own and wanted to know if he had any advice. And I gave him some advice, and uh, now he has two podcasts. And uh, he's become a good friend and uh, uh, over the past couple of years and really enjoys company. Uh, we chat or text just about every day, if not every other. And we both have a collecting bug. And uh, just for starters, to, to kind of take any uh, any pressure off, we are not be-all, end-all experts of anything. I know you guys saw Alonzo or heard Alonzo last week, and uh, Alonzo is an expert, and he was wonderful and really enjoyed uh, what he had to say. But uh, Ken and I... We just love to collect, and we have some knowledge of some things. And if you, if you guys are in the chat, if you have anything to add, please do, and we'll, we'll get it included in the episode, even though it's podcasting. If you're listening to the podcast, if you can make it Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for the live recording, please do so. We would love to have you there in the chat with us. And uh, without any further ado, here is the guy always asking, are you all coming for scraps? Ken Smith. Hey, Ken, how you doing? I'm doing great, buddy. How you doing tonight? Doing good. Doing good. So. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry getting uh, hammered at work, man. I know how it is. Uh, I worked for an airline for 35 years and tis the season. <laughs> tis the season indeed. So tis the season indeed. Man. I do love that background. You're at the North Pole probably right now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm up here right now. Yeah. For <laughs> it's those that it's don't, snowing outside. Yeah. For those that don't know, the Ken has become the official radio uh newscaster for the North Pole, for the no- North Pole News Dispatch. He he handles all the holiday and festive season news uh on on his podcast and even the elves uh Elf Christie gives recipes from the cafeteria and uh it's a lot of fun, and and I'm sure you you enjoy it up there, Ken. So, oh yeah, man, it's a it's a every day is a new day up here because it's all new to me. I'm a <laughs> I'm a Southern boy, <laughs> and I, you know, got a job way up here, man, at the radio station, and uh, every everything's different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, I've always maybe it's because of where I'm from here in Missouri, but I've always imagined saying that with like a Southern accent, and that's probably just because where I'm from. <laughs> you know it's just well, it, seems to fit well that yeah well there, there's an elf that i met up here and he's from the he's from the south north pole and he has a kind of a southern accent and oh he, i think I'm, I'm gonna get him to be on the show before long so oh that'd be great that'd be great you <laughs> have to let us know and ken's other podcast is faces to places where he uh and the when the weather's um allows he'll he'll get it on his motorcycle or whatever and he'll drive and he finds all these great like human interest stories you know kind of on the back roads uh, yeah. americana kind of stories and i told him you better watch out or he'll end up becoming uh uh, uh, uh paul harvey you know of christmas podcasts <laughs> and stuff like that yeah. 
And uh, another guy that that hit me is a, a, it's a, was a name that's from a thousand million years ago, but uh, um, I want to say Charles Carroll from CBS Carole, yeah. from CBS Sunday Morning. Is that right? Uh, he was yeah. the ball headed guy that would go around to do all those uh, human interest stories, and they were always wildly fascinating, you know, and and things. But yeah, you really have that vibe. You've had, you've had some really great episodes on faces to places and, and stuff that's just really cool and uh well th- thanks todd there's, there's a lot of people out there that's uh, not popular you know they're not very well known that have great stories that just need to be told man that, yeah that's kind of what i do yeah it, there's there was something some news it's like everybody's got a story i think our our local news did a uh a, 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 for a while it's like everybody's got a story they had like a a map of of uh, southeast missouri and uh, this part of Southern Illinois and, and um, Western Kentucky, and they would like throw a dart board and whatever town that, or throw a dart and whatever town the dart was closest to, they'd drive there and they would just find somebody with a cool story about something. Yeah. And uh, it was really, really cool. And, uh, and, th- and things, but we're here to talk about collecting because as we got to know each other, um, we both get hit by the collecting bug and, and, you actually, <laughs> yeah. you're actually here uh, uh, a few weeks ago visiting, uh, and we ended up at an antique store, uh, up Cape Girardeau, and mm-hmm. was digging. <laughs> Holly was running around trying to find her things, and me and you were like thumbing through all the vinyl <laughs> records. Yeah. They had like a million yeah. of them, and the uh, and finding them. But uh, and then we realized how many store records there were, and we're like, man, what was up with that? And, uh, you know, like the Firestone and the Goodyear and things. Right. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. These record, these record labels have, have a uh, special marketing divisions. That, that's all they do. Yeah. That, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They, they had, uh, there was stores and singer sewing machine. You know, they had, they had a, a some volumes of Christmas albums. There's quite a few of them. Yeah, I think the most popular are the Firestone ones. I think they they're the most popular. Yeah, and um, they're definitely the ones that did uh, that I like. And you know, mainly, you know, I remember those from my childhood because mainly because of the covers. You, you you know, you have four right there behind you. Yeah, and they all they're all very colorful and uh, they they look like Christmas presents that are wrapped oh. with big bow with big bows on them. So visually, <laughs> yeah, you know, those are hard to miss. Yeah. They're- yeah, they are. They, the, well, they're beautiful album. You know, even if you're not a fan of the, the songs on there, the, the covers are beautiful. And as it's set, it looks great. And yeah. when me and you were talking, we think the reason some of these were so popular, you know, they bring back a lot of memories of, you know, people finding them, but it's because there's only seven you know yeah. and they're not impossible to find and they're not like crazy expensive yeah uh musically man there's probably nothing better than those firestone albums if you want some good uh christmas americana music uh, that you know because they're they're inexpensive like you said they're easy to find and because they get played only you know for about you know one month a year the the album covers maybe kind of you know, write it out a little bit, but usually the albums themselves are in great shape. Yeah. And that's, that's one tip I want to give people. If you're thinking about starting vinyl collection at Christmas or not, 
and you're at a yard sale or an antique store or anything, be sure to pull the vinyl out of the sleeve. For one, check to make sure it's the correct record for that sleeve. Because last thing you want to do is if you're thinking you're taking home Firestone, you know, um, a Firestone Christmas album and you get home and it's, you know, some, you know, acid rock band from the sixties you never heard of, you, you'll be, well, you might not be sorely disappointed, but at first you'll be sorely disappointed. And two, look at both sides and look for scratches, especially deep scratches. A little bit of wear is okay. But, you know, look it over. Most of the time, in my experience collecting Christmas albums, most of them are um, in, like, almost mint condition. Just mm-hmm. said they just didn't get played much. Yeah, and when you pull the albums out, especially the Firestone is easy to identify because the labels are either red or green. You know, you, you know, if you're buying it from a yard sale or a garage sale or something, you got to make sure the – right album is in the right covers. So if it's not red or green, it's not a, you know, it's not a firestone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they made those, those came out from like 62 to 1968. Yeah. And like you said, there were set, there were seven volumes, but there was one thing about those. They, they did put out some in the seventies, but mm-hmm. what was weird about them is the only place it said firestone on them was on a sticker that was on the cellophane that went around the oh. album. I mean, it went around the album cover. So if the cellophane got torn off, there was no way to identify them. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of them floating around, but they're just really hard to find yeah. just because there's nothing that says Firestone. Right. You don't know what you have if you don't know, you know, where it yeah. came from or know, know what it is and, and things. Now, tell, tell me this. I know a lot of these stores would like license music. So you would get you know, a, a, a Bing Crosby song, but it was the same recording as other records had. Was the music for the Firestone recorded just for Firestone? Yes. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they were because they were written, uh, they were composed mainly as like a cantata. You know, it was these big grand orchestras and uh, choirs. Firestone had their own orchestra and their own choir that was on every single album. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, that was on the first two albums, uh, the first two volumes. But then after that, they started bringing on uh, solo vocalists and opera singers, or maybe even sometime they would have like Broadway stars to come right. on there and uh, and sing. So, you know, yeah, so it was always different than, you know, from another album. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is, uh, it is, you know. And then I think you got there when there's, the biggest, uh, the biggest thing that Firestone ever did with those albums, uh-huh. uh, I, th- I think it's volume. I can't really see. I think it's volume five. Okay. Uh, they landed Julie Andrews to do a solo album, and the yeah. big thing about that, I think that one was nineteen sixty six. That volume five. Uh huh. And the the big thing about that was just the year before in, in uh, no that that album was in sixty six. Year before in sixty five, she was all over the big screen with the Sound of Music. So at that time she was extremely popular and they were able to land her to do a solo album. Yeah. That, yeah. That's the, um, the, yeah, the gold one, my, my uh, mother-in-law here, she's, she said it was go- the gold one. I, I don't know. You can see it up behind me there. The gold one. Now, um, everybody on the podcast, everybody here in the chat, um, 
I want to let you in on something. In the link, um, or in the link, in the description below is a link uh, called the Christmas Collection Starter Pack Giveaway or something. And and Holly, um, in the moderator notes, there's also a link if you could post it in the chat. Now, you guys on the live stream are getting early access to this. Those on the podcast, um, uh, it's in the description if you if you want to go there, and I'll be posting some of them on, on social media. Uh, Ken and I have uh, teamed up together because between the two of us, we we have doubles. Um, we only have three of the four, but we were going to find the other ones to complete the collection, but we thought, well, this episode's about collecting, so we can get you three of the four, and it's up to you to find the other, or three of the seven. It's up to you to find the other four. And, uh, and there's, uh, it's christmasclatter.live slash, um, collection and just fill out a form name, address and email, and we'll be giving away those three vinyl records. Uh, it's just going to be a drawing, uh, next Wednesday, uh, on, on the episode, I'll have all the names entered in and we'll draw the name live. So, you know, it's everybody can see and, um, That'd be a starter pack. If you're interested into in in these Firestone records, we can get you three of the seven. Uh, there's some doubles we had, and that that uh, uh get you on your way to to completing this set. Because I'm not a must, I'm not really a must have guy. But if you're really into Christmas and really into Christmas music, this is a, a collection that is almost a must, just because it's so. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say simple, but it's so obtainable, you know, because a lot of times collections, the pieces get ridiculously expensive or way too many, you know, and just seven. And really, you can find these, you know, for what, less than 15 bucks usually, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah usually around $10 or so if you find them on eBay. But those ones that that, uh, that we found whenever I came out to visit, they were two bucks a piece in the antique store. Yeah. They were in great shape. Yeah, they are. And the reason I have doubles, it's probably the same reason Ken does is when you're at the antique store, you can't remember which ones you have and which ones you don't. So, <laughs> <You're right. laughs> so, yeah. so you just grab them anyway, you know? Yeah. So I think it's two, three, and six are the ones we have doubles yeah. of. So, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, this is a great way, man, because like you said, there's only seven volumes. So, you know, some things you collect, there may be hundreds of them or even 50 or 60. That's just a lot. There's well, just right. seven of them, and they're inexpensive. And, right. Uh, there, there's something cool about these, too, is on the back of these albums. So I got uh-huh. show the back. It has the lyrics uh-huh. to to every song on there. Yeah. So so I really like that because there's a lot of the lot of, yeah. a lot of them uh, – Christmas songs. I didn't really know the whole <laughs> right. Right. Show us that back. Show us that back again, there, Ken. I got you yeah. a little bit bigger for those. Here, yeah. So you see that? Yeah, yeah. All the lyrics are on there, and and yeah, I don't know which way to turn it. Yeah, there that, you go. that's good. That's good. And so, but but it's a very cool collection. Now they are the most popular set of these um, store, um, you know, vinyl records, if you will. But they're not. They're not the first you know oh. right now they're not actually uh goodyear is the goodyear was the leader in that it's the, no, it's the grants one there i'm sorry yeah. yeah goodyear was the was the first one 
uh, it, of that. Yeah, Goodyear had came out a year before uh-huh. uh, Firestone, you know, and that was just a brainchild of a guy named Stanley uh, Arnold. Uh-huh. He worked for a big advertising agency. He went out on his own, just uh, marketing ideas to large companies. Right, and I mean, when I when I collect stuff, I like finding out the story behind it, how it got started. And his his idea was, you know, that everybody likes Christmas, right? And back in the day, back in the early '60s, you know, people didn't fly like they do now. Mm-hmm. You know, there's most everybody drove. So he knew enough that uh, he knew that from the fall to the end of the year was the busiest time for tires in the tire stores. So he had this idea and he approached uh, Goodyear about uh, creating a Christmas album that would be displayed right there on the counter. Cause you know, they didn't have to have another building or any more help had to be hired to sell these albums. And they'd be sitting right on the counter, like a, you know, almost like an impulse buy. Like when you go to the supermarket or Walmart or wherever, they got all this stuff sitting around, you know, there where you're checking out, you know, and you'll buy this candy bar or, you know, I'll grab that magazine or whatever it's impulse buy. And that's what these were. Uh-huh. And starting out, they were only a dollar oh. and, uh, they were pretty cheap. And I mean, that was a different time back then. A dollar was more than it is nowadays, but, but that's how he got started with those. And, uh, they became a big success. Yeah. It, it's funny. It's like the one that starts it isn't the one that's the most popular, you know, and, uh, even you know goodyear even they started it and they went many more years than firestone but for some reason the firestones just stick out and i think it's because the album and the marketing the artwork on it (laughs) but but the store with the most uh, let me let me pull this up here so people can see and i only have one of these but it's true value hardware stores and uh and this is just a collection of, of songs. This is from 81, 1981. You can see the price tag, $1.99 on there still. But this is just licensed songs that you would, would find on uh, any other record. But True Value ended up with, what, 40 of these? Yeah. They had uh, they had 40 volumes, man. 40 years they was in that business from 65 to 2005. Oh, man. That's a lot. They were in that business. I don't know if I even want to try. You know, you know, to, yeah. to, to get all those, yeah. maybe some of the earlier ones, I'm, I might try to see if I can find some of the earlier ones. Yeah. Well, the thing about the the first two volumes is uh, kind of unique because they had seasonal songs on there. They were thinking right. you know, they could sell it year round, uh-huh. but it didn't go over very well. So they, from then on, they just uh, went from 14 back to 10 songs and, right. and, and strictly Christmas. Right. And it was, and so, you know, that was a formula that worked. So, right. Well, you know, it's just kind of one of the things and it caught fire. And I think the Firestone ones, <laughs> I used the phrase caught fire. Then went Firestone was going to say, <laughs> yeah, roll that again. But, you know, like you said, singer sewing machines, that's one I need to find for my mother-in-law is a singer sewing machine vinyl record for Christmas. But then she'll need a record player. Well, she can come over to my house and listen to it. <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, um, but other stores start doing, um, Mary Evans, who's been in the chat, you know, she left a comment about, uh, Kmart 1974 Kmart had one and they play, I guess they played it over their, their, in their speakers and their, um, in their stores over and over again, you know, and, and stuff. Yeah. So, but, uh, 
And that's well, they're, your employees. I'll have you know in a, a second. I have a story on that. Go ahead, Ken. I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say uh, before we quit talking about true value, there was, you know, they were pretty cheap too, except there's three volumes. I think it's 18, 20, and uh, 21 maybe. But all three of those had a cut by Elvis Presley on there. So if you can find one of those, they're worth a little more. Oh, if you can find one of those laying around somewhere. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mikey here in the chat said he had some of the true value ones on cassette tape. So, yeah, mm. that's cool. Yeah, that's that's cool. And then the other stores got into it. Like I said, Kmart, then J.C. Penney's got into it. Mm. You know, uh, I have an album here uh, by Grant's Department Store. I don't know. Let me find it. Here. Okay, I only have one, and uh, I didn't even know what Grant's Department Store was. I had to look it up when I found the album, but it was a variety store mainly up north. You know, and I'm down south, so right. I had no idea what it was. Yeah. But this is what it looks like. Oh, and, wow. uh, I like that. It's pretty cool. I like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I think I can. Uh, but but they come out with eight volumes, I think. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a cool cover with the ornaments and then all the all the singers in there. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll definitely be hunting that one down for sure. Yeah, yeah. They have kind of like some unique, like there's a Cary Grant's on there. And oh, wow. he does like a he does like a spoken word. Uh-huh. Uh, thing on there and so does uh Burl Ives. he does a spoken word on there oh that's fantastic that's yeah yeah I'll, I'll, I'll have to hunt that down for sure it's got Cary grant we we know about how i feel about him after last week so yeah well while i'm talking about Burl Ives there he does a, it's called the called the christmas story uh-huh i never heard it. i never heard it till i got this album uh-huh. And Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve on the North Pole News Dispatch, I'm going to be doing uh, just reading some Christmas stories and Christmas poems and stuff. So I'm going to put this one on there as well. I added it to the list. Right. So, right. But, uh, um, you know, this was a kind of a um, dying tradition. And then Hallmark got in the game in the 80s, and uh, which is which is hilarious, you know. <laughs> uh, because I, and I didn't even know till we started uh, researching for this that I had some because usually when I buy Christmas out well one time when I bought some Christmas albums it was from a record store going out of business and she had a whole like crate full of them and she sold me like the whole thing so but they came out with these very 80s kind of covers you know mm-hmm. and it's all like you know licensed stuff and uh, you know got your this might be closer to the nineties with the Hunter green and burgundy kind of thing. So, you know, and look at here, you know, talking about Julie Andrews, Hallmark got into the Julie Andrews game, you know, and had oh, yeah. a whole solo album just to, I guess, just to copy, uh, Firestone's success with Julie Andrews, you know, cause this was well after the sound of music and, uh, 1990, is when that was, you know, so yeah. But uh you know, just just so much, you know, and then you can talk about um products, promotional stuff. I found this thing in my collection. Fresca soda with uh um Mitch Miller. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's the forty five. And then uh this other one, I don't even know how to pronounce this. Dram Dramboulet. It's something, some kind of whiskey or 
scotch or something. I'm I'm not much of a I don't know drinks very well, but I didn't even know that was something I had. <laughs> you know, so there's yeah. all kinds of crazy wacky Christmas albums out there for people. Well, that it's a good way. It, I mean, it's fun, you know, yeah. to hunt them down and when anytime you go into an antique mall or you're at a yard sale, just anywhere, you know, it's always fun to thumb through the albums, see right. what they have. Right. Right. It it is and uh you know, they're not crazy expensive. Do your homework. Uh, if you're collecting albums, do do a little bit of it don't take a lot. Just take do a little googling. Uh, there's a website called Discogs that will let you see what a fair market price of an album mm-hmm. is. You know, so if you go in there and it feels like it's too much, you know, there's probably a reason why you feel like that, you know. And uh, I off the top of my head, I do not know of a Christmas record that should be more than the most expensive one I've seen. Now, this is just me, and I haven't looked at every Christmas album, so there might be some. The most expensive one I ever had to look up to see the price was um, John Denver and the Muppets that still had the poster insert inside um, because it came with a, a, a big poster. And it was like 30, I want to say like $32, you know, and you figure if it's John Denver and the Muppets with the poster inside at $32, there's not going to be a whole lot more or, you know, Christmas albums that will be more than that. Cause that's, it's kind of a, that, that one's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So man, man John Denver's only <laughs> when he died, I, man, I cried. Oh yeah. I really did. Yeah. Couldn't believe it, but I did. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's crazy. I've become more of a fan of his than ever. There was a time that uh, when I would hear most of his songs, I would, I would, uh, I would just kind of cringe. And to tell you the truth, the reason why is because remember the Time Life commercials when they would play like a snippets of the songs. Yeah, he had mm-hmm. a Time Life series and. And we only got three channels at the house and that thing came on like every um, commercial break. And it's like, when I was a kid, it was like, I was sick of hearing John Denver songs, yeah. you know? And uh, yeah. it's like, if I have to hear him singing, you fill up my senses, like walk in the forest or whatever. <laughs> I was like going to go nuts, you know? <laughs> yeah. But that's kind of get back to, you know, Kmart playing their Christmas album yeah. over the, the, the music. Um, when I was in college, I worked at the local Burger King and at the time they had a licensing deal with Disney and, uh, the Pocahontas movie came out. So they played, um, the soundtrack to Pocahontas over and over and over <laughs> again. I never seen Pocahontas. I will never see Pocahontas. If I have to hear just around the river bend again, I, I instantly like Hulk rage out It's just, it was torturous. <laughs> to hear it over and over again like that it's like guys don't do that to your employees play get a playlist that's at least 500 songs <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> but, but yeah, i've never seen pocahontas yeah i ain't either just because i was uh i was tired of listening to that but uh you know there's other th- christmas things to collect uh i have one here that you kindly sent me from last year and it, it's a coffee cup and it's got a cute little waffle guy on mm-hmm. there because it's from Waffle House. You know, waffle House, yep. You guys are close to Waffle House. They sell these Christmas coffee cups. I know Ken's big into collecting the 
coffee cups yeah. and he even uh sweet talks the uh the manager there to give him like the the post yeah. stuff too, <laughs> you know just to, to have them so if you guys are next you know close to a waffle house and you enjoy uh these, these are nice heavy cups i mean they're the real deal holyfield coffee cups they're great to collect too you know and uh yeah yeah, I drink out of mine year round, you know, yeah. Christmas coffee cups. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have a hookup at the Waffle House. I don't know if that's something to brag about or not, but hey. but she but she always calls me when they get the the cups in and then yeah, like you were saying they have posters that hang yeah uh, on the windows. It's just great artwork, you know. They're yeah. in the style of the old Coca-Cola Santa and all that. So yeah. she saves them for me and I actually collect those. Yeah. See, those are Yeah, there's one. Those are great. That's just a great piece, you know, to have. And uh, yeah, that's that's classic American Santa right there. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if you're just listening to the podcast uh, part of this in the description, I'll put a Google Drive link and I'll load up uh, photos of all this stuff for you guys to take a look at, or hop on over and watch the replay of the live stream. That'd be uh, a good way to see that too. So, you know, even if you're not close to, you know, a Waffle House, there's probably a, a restaurant close to you that does something like that. I'm not, uh, I'm a little too far west, I think, for Waffle House. Um, I don't have to drive very far to get to one, but there's not one immediately here because once you get into Waffle House country, they're at every corner, it feels like, which is, which is wonderful. And, uh, <laughs> But I need to check. We have a huddle house around here, which is basically the same thing, just a competitor. I need to check to see if they have Christmas coffee cups. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I like to drink out of a coffee cup. And uh, yeah, I bet they do. I bet to go in there and ask them. I bet so. I bet so. And uh, you know, you you can do that. There's you know ornaments. I know you've gotten into finding some like vintage shiny bright stuff this year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gotten into shiny brights. Well, the reason I, I went and bought new ones this year, uh, because I had four boxes that my mom had given me back when I first got married on my uh -huh. podcast. Uh, I tell a story about when I first got married, we didn't have enough money to even buy a Christmas tree. So we right. went out and basically, basically poached one out of the forest and <laughs> brought it home. Yeah. And, but my mom gave me these four boxes of shiny bright ornaments. And I never thought anything about them. That's just because I, because we had them on our tree when I was a kid, mm -hmm. and uh, I just knew they were familiar. And as I grew up and got older, I found out, hey, these are, these are pretty cool. And they were actually something. So I had four boxes of those. Yeah, and that, that uh, we put that up. We have one tree that just has vintage ornaments. Uh huh. And so those go on there, obviously. Yeah. But then I went this year and bought uh, three more boxes of the new shiny brights that are out now. And those are on another tree. Ah, yeah. Those are cool ornaments. And you can find shiny brights in the original box at like antique malls and stuff. But if you're price conscious, be wary because those will attract a higher dollar amount because a lot of yeah. them um, are, um, you know, really sought after by even just not like year round Christmas enthusiasts like we are, but just people that love Christmas and, you know, know what those are and yeah. things and and uh yeah because you're gonna find a box of vintage shiny brights if you, i mean they come in boxes of six they have some smaller boxes and those i've seen anywhere from 30 to about 80 or 90 dollars just for you know just for six of them and yeah i guess depends on the condition and everything but they're not all quite that expensive but 
Yeah. They do get up there in price if you're, yeah. if you're not careful. Right. Absolutely. And another tip for collecting, if you're going to collect Christmas stuff, if it's November and you're at an antique mall or something, just pay, pay attention to the price. And if you can start shopping in February, because that's when they really discount it. And, and ask if you go to an antique mall and you don't see anything Christmas, ask and see if they got some in the back. There's a, a, a used bookstore locally and I'll go in and ask, you know, out of season, like, can I go in the back and look at the Christmas books? <laughs> and they'll let me <laughs> You know, really? Yeah. I'm going to have to do that. Yeah. I didn't do that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just go in a few times and kind of build a rapport, you know, with them and, and stuff. But Dan in the, mm-hmm. in the chat here in the live chat says his wife has a collection of Christmas wine glasses from Arby's. That's fantastic, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is, that is fantastic. You know, this, this, this kind of this conversation kind of take me to the when I was a kid, the Pizza Hut used to have all the glasses, like the ET glasses. You know, you set the whole set of drinking glasses and they were ET or ch- the chipmunks or something like that, you know. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> the wine glasses from Arby's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll take a, that's kind of like the Chris, Christmas <laughs> albums at the at the tire store, you know. <laughs> I'll take two beef and cheddars and a wine glass, you know. <laughs> but yeah. that that is great, you know. And uh, I know a lot of people are in the Christmas villages, and those are a lot of fun to collect. There's a lot of different forms and variations. Um, you know, you have like the Department Fifty Six stuff, which is mm-hmm. you know the the price or Here's what I've learned this year about Department 56 Christmas Villages. When we were at Bronner's, they had several different sets of uh, those Christmas Villages. And the best of my recollection, that was like a house, an average house or building for the set was around $120 to $140, which is insanity to me. However, uh, when me and my mom went to a, a secondhand thrift shop just out of town of Bronner's, this lady had st- stacks and stacks of Department 56 um, Christmas Village pieces for anywhere from 10 to $35. <laughs> they were still in the box. <laughs> no. Still in the box, you know? <laughs> yeah, wow. And, and so, you know, if you, if you guys, uh, you know, don't mind, you know, shopping around trying to find it, you know, on the secondary market. You'll you'll end up doing your your pocketbook a whole lot of good. Yeah, yeah, man, man, I would love to collect those, but I I just don't have the room for those. I don't have, have the, to. I don't have the room. Display them the way they should. Yeah, I don't have the room either. That's why I'm thinking about nailing them upside down on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, you know, um, you know, there's there, you know, of course, snow globes. I know Holly used to collect snow globes, not necessarily Christmas ones, uh, but when she yeah. moved here from California, they all like froze in her in her trailer or something, and, and a lot of them broke, and which was sad, you know. So, and, yeah, and you had that'd be a cool thing to collect. Yeah, yeah it would be, and I, you know, I collect Funko Pops and all kinds of stuff, and and have some Christmas ones. And uh, if, if you guys enter the, the giveaway for those records, I'll, I'll throw in a Funko Pop uh, in there mm. too for you guys. Um, I have one 
uh, from the movie, uh, the original Santa Claus. It is, um, it is Tim Allen as he transitioned to Santa Claus. He's wearing the, the gray sweater. And, uh, and I'll throw, I'll throw this guy in there, uh, for yeah. you guys. If that's a good one there. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so you can kind of, that way it's a full collector's starter pack. And if you're not into the Funko <laughs> pop, then, then you can find somebody who is, and, yeah. and that's fine. But you yeah. collect of all things. And, and I love your idea of, and this a Christmas gift, but you collect percolators. Yeah, yeah. There's, <laughs> I know there's somebody laughing right now or rolling <laughs> their eyes and saying percolators, but um, they're really cool. If you get, we got a second. I don't even have a clock in here. What uh, do we have time? Let me tell oh, a little yeah. story. Yeah, we got, I got time. started with these. Yeah, we got time. Well, my mom started collecting percolators, and she just collected electric percolators, just like the one that you're looking at right there, the glass percolators from the fifties and sixties uh-huh. and there's a few from the seventies, but I used to make fun of her cause she discovered eBay uh-huh. and once, uh, and once she discovered eBay, I mean, it was home and she had, she had like 50, I think it was 53 of those things. Oh, wow. and she, she had them all categorized and, you know, in a book and, you know, telling all the information on them. But anyways, I was, I made fun of her all the time. I'm like, <laughs> what do you need all those percolators for? And then, she was getting ready to move and she said, here, I want you to take my percolators. <laughs> I'm like, what do you do, man? <laughs> so I had these big, they were all in containers, you know, uh-huh. they packed away nice and neat. So I took them. And then after about a year, I pulled one of them out. And I said, I'm see what this is all about. And man, I made a pot of coffee and that's the best coffee <laughs> that you did. If you're a coffee drinker, right. Uh, that makes really good coffee. A coffee drinker can tell the difference. And what happened was, uh, you know, those, uh, like Mr. Coffee, those drip, uh, uh-huh. coffee makers and ones made out of plastic is what took these out of, out of commission basically. Okay. And so, you know, it was just a lot more convenient, but these by far make, uh, make better coffee. But so, so yeah, so then I started getting into it and looking, you know, reading about them and, you know, the, that's real Americana right there. Yeah. Uh, they're simple. They're simple. They don't wear out. I mean, you hardly ever see one that doesn't work, you know, oh, yeah. and, uh, you know, you can set the temperature like that particular one there. Uh-huh. If you look down in the bottom, there's a light in the bottom. See where it's a lighter color. That's an actual light. Uh-huh. And, uh, when it's perking, there's two lights. Ah. When it gets finished, one of them goes out and there's just one light come on in there. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. And, that, uh, that's, that's great. And you even just, we was talking the other day, he's like, you know, this would be a great Christmas gift if you you know, if you have a coffee fan, you know, in your family that just loves coffee because mm-hmm. buy them a cool retro, uh, mid-century mid-century has been popular for a while. And I don't, I don't think it ever really go out because it's so cool. You know, kind of a mid-century coffee maker for not a lot of money, a, a percolator answer, a percolator like this one, Kim, that's all glass. What would you expect to pay if, if you found one? Well, if you found one, that's in good shape like that. The light, runs the cost up so it's going to be closer to a hundred dollars but uh-huh. you can get them anywhere from 30 to 60 dollars you know depending on the shape yeah. and the condition of them but you know if you just if you just wait and look on ebay man you can find them 35 40 dollars all day long oh yeah and they're they're fantastic presents because i have uh gifted a few of those uh yeah. to people for christmas and every time they're like yeah i make coffee out of them all the time now so yeah and they love them 
you know, yeah, there's another, there's another example right there. Uh-huh. Just, uh, that's a Chrome one. I think that's made by, I don't know if that's Proctor Silex or that might be Sunbeam, but that's a vintage one. They're kind of art deco uh-huh. style. Yeah. You know, and then once they make that great pot of coffee with it, then they'll be sold and they'll thank you for the yeah. best gift they've, they've gotten this year, you know. And a lot of people don't know how to use a percolator, so there's plenty of stuff on YouTube. But, man, there's nothing better than when it starts perking. And it, I mean, it, the aroma just just floods the whole house. You know? Yeah. It's great. Like I said, I don't drink coffee, but I'm going to have to pick up one uh, because we do Christmas breakfast uh, here at our house. And my my dad is a coffee junkie. And uh, I need to pick up one so I can percolate him a pot of coffee for Christmas morning. You know, so well, I tell you what, if you do that, you'll probably go up, move up a few notches on the totem pole because he's a real <laughs> coffee drinker. Cause, yeah, because there, it, it, there is a big difference. Yeah, you know, yeah, de- I definitely. Holly likes to drink a good cup of coffee, so she might enjoy that too. I just, uh, I just never, never got into coffee for whatever reason, but yeah. You know, it's funny what, what people grav- gravitate to and something like this. It just kind of, you know, it reminds you of your mom. It reminds you of, a, um, you know, um, you know, being a kid and uh, growing up. And then now that you're you're a, a coffee fan and uh, now you're like, you just collect them because you just like a good cup of coffee, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like, those are all electric percolators. Uh-huh. But to make stovetop as well. Oh, and wow. I don't know if you, I don't know if you had that. Did I send you a picture of that white one? No, no. no. I mean, but it's corningware. And okay. I know everybody's seen them. They're white with the light blue corn yeah. flour on them. Yeah. With the, you know, and they make casserole dishes and everything too. But, yeah. but those are really cool because the, uh, the material that they're made from came from, uh, it was an accident. They discovered that, uh, they were making some some kind of cookware, and they ran the temperature from 600 to 900, and it turned milky white, which is the color of those. All right. And they and they found out that it could withstand uh, temperature change, like thermal change. Uh-huh. And so they ended it. So they ended up using that uh, on the nose cones, of like missiles and rockets and aircraft, and the, you know they put them on the bottom of the. Uh, uh, I forget what it was where they went into outer space and they come back through the atmosphere uh-huh. because it could, it could withstand going from cold to hot. Oh, like the and Apollo so, missions. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, and so that made good cookware because you could put something, you could actually free, come out of the freezer or the refrigerator straight into a heat preheated oven and it wouldn't break. Oh, so, wow. So that's what's cool. When whenever I see those, percolators uh the corningware that's what that's what i think you yeah know, I think about is i i love corningware I, I didn't really think about it till just now but my mom's got like a set of square ones and from you know small and deep to big and shallow all white mm-hmm. the, the blue little flowers that she in and that it's like that is cool that's just because it just reminds me of being a kid and and thing. yeah yeah I, I wonder if the do you know if um those stovetop percolators, will they work on a electric stove that has like the glass top or do you need the heating element? Oh yeah. No, no. They'll work on a glass top. Yeah. They'll will. work on a fire. They'll work on anything. Oh. You know, like yeah. the old cowboy coffee pots. You see the little, the little metal ones, you know, works oh. on the fire. Yeah. Those same ones would work on a stovetop. Oh. So it doesn't have to be gas or have a heating element. It, it could be the glass top. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. 
So what? Tell tell me this. Let's dig into your being a kid. When you was a kid, what was probably the first thing you were were collecting? Uh, baseball cards. Yeah, I used to collect baseball cards. Man, I had I had some that I'd give anything if I still had them. Oh yeah, you know from you know from back then. But yeah, we used to whenever I was, I'm showing my age because I mean when I started collecting them, there was they were black and white. Oh, yeah. I think there was color too, but I remember mostly black and white. Oh, nice from from back from back then. Yeah, the first thing I remember collecting was um, football cards, not baseball, mm. but football. And I wish I could go back because I didn't realize it at the time. But I had, I had three Jerry Rice rookie cards in the fourth grade. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I saw one the other. I saw one a few years back and I looked at it like I remember having three of those, and I don't even know what happened to them or where they went or anything i mean they're not like insanity expensive but um uh you know like 100 bucks a piece that's worth something you know so oh yeah you know yeah, definitely yeah yeah i think that and then i got into collecting antique fishing lures at one time oh that's so cool. i don't know why but i did yeah yeah holly's into collecting um the golden rule books or the golden mm-hmm. books little golden books and oh yeah, those are a lot of fun too to find. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, I saw her looking at those at the at the yeah. antique store. Yeah, I didn't know what that was about though. Yeah, she likes collecting those, especially any of the Christmas um, themed ones. So, mm-hmm. yeah. saying Dad's dropping a brag on me, he's got one of the Jerry Rices. So, thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you had three. Yeah, I had three of them. I don't know what happened. And then I've collected basketball cards and G.I. Joe's and all kinds of stuff. And uh, mm. But it, it's it's a lot of fun. And the biggest thing when you get into collecting, make sure it's something that you're doing because you love it, you know. Mm-hmm. And please, please be be budget conscious because it's too easy to get too carried away, especially if you get into something that can be a little bit price heavy because that – you know, it's like the it's like uh, when you get car fever, you know, new car fever, you know, you make a bad decision, and it's the same thing. You're at a store, and it's like you know, you just need to, you know, breathe a little bit and and think about it, and and really, yeah. the best way to combat that is just to know what you're looking at. If you're the guy that can look at something and know exactly what it is and about what it should be worth, then that really helps, kind of calm those anxieties and those pressures to to act now to, to feed that dopamine hit when you click something yeah and there's something good just about um you know if the if what you're collecting reminds you of for me those firestone albums reminds me of my childhood right and so when i'm just thumbing through them it's just comforting to sit there with them and look at them and read yeah on the backs of them and you know listen to them because one of my earliest memories uh, I remember, I distinctly remember, I know those were, they said they were sold in tire stores, uh-huh. but I remember going to a gas station and maybe it's because this gas station sold tires that they had some, but I remember my dad asking for one and he, uh, and I was back whenever they come out and feed your tank up and yep. he went inside and, and got one and brought it back out. It was a firestone. And I, I, you know, I just, yeah, you know, childhood memories. Yeah, it does. So, it, it, that's one reason that I'm, I'm not a heavy collector like I, I would like to be, but I've 
really lean towards um, Christmas blow modes. Um, mm, I have yeah. three of the 68 empires and I, I have a, nativity, you know, like a big outside nativity set from empire uh, and, and a few others. I don't have a lot. I have, you know, very few. I, I would like to have more, but the, those are one of those things that can be a little bit pricey, especially right at Christmas time. Uh, but they just remind me so much of being a kid and, you know, cause my mom and dad had a few and, and especially my, my grandma, my dad's mom, she had mm-hmm. several, I don't know what happened to them. I, I wish I did. I wish I did, but you know, it, it just, you know, just makes me happy to have them, to have them lit up, you know, to, um, you know, try to re- repair them, which there's no repairs to them. All you have to do is buy a new cord and a little light, you know? Yeah, sure. And, uh, and stuff. And, and and things and and just to just to see them you know just brings just takes me back to being a kid those those blow molds oh yeah the those snowman like yeah <laughs> snowman one of these one of these years i'm gonna get i'll end up with a pair of those tall candles noel candles and uh and uh you know so mm-hmm. yeah yeah i remember those man i went you know but you gotta have room to collect those things because Last year after Christmas, everything went on sale and I went to, uh, see, where was it? I think it was Walmart. I went to, they had these, uh, big candy canes and Uh and I went and got two of them and got home, man, they're giant. I mean, I can't even put them up anywhere. They don't fit anywhere. They're (laughs) they're giant. And my wife was like, what are you going to do with those? I'm like, well, I don't know, (laughs) but they're, so that kind so that kind of taught me right there. Yeah. Blow modes is probably not a good thing for me to collect (laughs) because They take up so much room. They do. And that's why I'm kicking kids out of the house. Make room for my stuff. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up and get out. We have blow yeah. modes. Yeah, we got play. blow modes that need this bedroom, you know. You've <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, been here long enough. Oh, yeah. Ken, I appreciate you hopping on here to talk about collecting and Christmas collecting. I know you're an avid Christmas uh, fan, just, just like uh, all of us here. Let everybody know where they can uh, contact you or uh, follow you and in, in, in your podcasts. Yeah, I'm just anywhere you listen to podcasts, and uh, it's the North Pole News Dispatch on Facebook and Instagram. And you can message me, or you can send me an email at the North Pole News Dispatch at gmail dot com. All right, and that's it for me. All right, and guys, um, thanks so much for listening to Christmas Clatter again. If you if you're able to make a, a a live stream, a live recording of the episode. We'd love to have you there. It's on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time. That's 9, a, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern and 6 uh, p.m. Pacific. And uh, we'd love to have you. And we're going to have a little Q&A with Ken, talk with the, the people in the chat and uh, when the, this is over. And remember, if you're interested in that uh, um, Christmas uh, collection starter Christmas collection. I forgot how I named it. Christmas collection starter pack. Please go to christmasclatter.live slash collection and uh, and just put your name in the hat. It's just going to be a random drawing. Uh, the form will be up until next week on uh, the 14th. Uh, I'll close it down about uh, right at start time of the recording. and. Um, and uh um 
and then we'll just do the drawing live here on the episode and uh, and we'll get that off off to you i about forgot ken before we wrap up you're coming to cookie day and i wanted to get what <laughs> yes sir what what are your expectations of cookie <laughs> day? man my expectations is to leave air not wanting to see another damn cookie for <laughs> weeks <laughs> We could probably I fill up all cookies, man. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to let uh, that slip. But, you're but no, I want to. I expect to eat more cookies than I've ever eaten before in my life. So <laughs> that and all the Christmas, the Christmas trees. I'm looking forward to seeing all those. Yeah, yeah. But, we'll have uh, a good time. We're gonna we're gonna run it. Uh, I don't know if you know this or we're gonna me and you and 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 Holly are gonna run a tent of cookies out to Joni and the girls at the, at the Yule log cabin. Yeah, oh, that'd be great. Yeah. So we'll get to go out there and visit with them for a minute and kind of cruise through there for, we won't be able to stay for very long because I don't want to leave my mom without much help. And because uh, she'll ring both our next kin, you know, she's, <laughs> yeah. she's you know, yeah. she may be getting up but, there, but she'll still ring our next. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, you, you know, tell a story on Ken. Ken's like, you sure it's okay if I come? And he's like, I don't want to get in the way. And I said, don't worry. If if you get in the way, my mama put you to work. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I need to yeah. watch out for that. So, I'll be cleaning something or picking yeah. something up. I'm or sure. Be uh, go in the back to get more cookies to fill up the, the plates with. Would be the thing. Oh, okay. And then, then well, I can do that now. Oh yeah, and then uh, yeah. and then she'll probably try to get you to memorize all all of which kinds they are. She no. I, I struggle with that, you know, still to yeah. this day. But, uh, yeah, it's like. Uh, I, I have to make cheat notes. Yeah. Cheat sheet. I usually label them and uh, must eat, uh, eat seconds, <laughs> you know, eat thirds. Yeah. Uh, if there's nothing else left, eat these, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, nah, but they're well, all. Well, that's what I expect. I, you know, I expect to leave there not wanting to see another cookie for a good while well you will because once it's over we're kind of like you know we will eat we will eat cookies but it's kind of yep got our fix but uh just a reminder (laughs) guys uh follow ken on uh faces to places on facebook and also the north pool the north pole news dispatch on facebook and both podcasts are available wherever podcasts are found and uh also for cookie day we will be live streaming on instagram uh, a couple of times during the day on Friday, December the 9th. And if you're interested in joining the uh, chance for winning the Christmas collection starter pack, uh, just head to christmasclatter.live slash collection. Just fill out a form. It's just name, email address, and, uh, and we'll get you entered in. And that drawing will be live here next week. So everybody, thank you so much for joining us. And, uh, Make sure you slow down and enjoy this Christmas season. I know it's a hectic time, but uh, get your things done. But take time to, to slow down and enjoy it. Until we meet again, guys, remember, keep Christmas hope alive every day. <laughs>